This is the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the first Saturday in August, and in the, the new world order of New Jersey elections, Believe it or not, we're just six weeks away from some people beginning to cast their ballots for the 2021 election. Now, I've been listening to John Mellencamp all week, but then again, so is everyone closely connected with Jersey politics, because this was the week that Jack and Diane became a ticket. On on Monday, the New Jersey Globe was first to report that the Republican candidate for governor of New Jersey, Jack Cittarelli, has Pick Diane Allen. She's a, a legendary 20-year state senator whose whose record on women's issues has won the praise of of most of the state's Democratic leaders, and he picked Diane Allen to be his running mate. Senator Allen brings, I think, a, a sort of immediate gravitas to the Chitterelli ticket, and in addition to her political career, she's she's well known in South Jersey. She was a a TV news anchor for two network affiliates in Philadelphia. And and when she faced issues of sexism and age discrimination by CBS in the in the early 1990s, Diane Allen sued them and she won. And and, and wait, there's there's more. Uh, Diane Allen's a former Miss Burlington County. She was an actress. She was a, a get this national daredevil hang gliding champion. She was a a judo expert. Won a national swimming championship. Uh, Diane Allen's a pilot and a sharpshooter, and now Senator Allen wants to be the lieutenant governor of New Jersey. Diane Allen will join me for an extended interview today at 420 uh, to talk about her life, about why Jack Cittarelli should be the next governor, and why she thinks New Jersey should give Phil Murphy the boot. So please don't go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss what Diane Allen has to say. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. You're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. COVID cases in New Jersey are up 36% from last week. It's, it's about a 400% increase over the last month. It's all part of a spike from the Delta variant. And with 1,249 confirmed COVID cases on Friday, Governor Murphy announced that the state will require masks to be worn in all schools, public schools, private, parochial, uh, when the schools reopen in September. Uh, mandatory masks in schools immediately became an issue in the governor's reelection campaign. His Republican opponent, Jack Cittarelli, says that this feels like the first step toward another lockdown. Cittarelli said everyone should feel comfortable masking up if they want to. But he says that the decision about whether a child should or shouldn't wear a mask ought to be made by their parents and not by the government. And this is going to be part of the fabric of New Jersey for the next few months. I mean, make no mistake, this upcoming election is a referendum on Phil Murphy. And, and more specifically, it's it's an affirmation or a rejection on how he has handled the pandemic. Murphy's ahead right now. I think the last poll had him up about 15 points. That was in early June, right after the primary. And his, his job is to make sure that New Jerseyans continue uh, to approve of his job performance during the pandemic. And, and, and I, I guess I'll, I'll just put it simply, uh, if they do, in a state with a million more Democrats and Republicans, Phil Murphy is going to win re-election. Chitterelli needs to change the perception that Murphy has done a good job. If he can't, he's not going to be the governor, and Diane Allen's not going to be lieutenant governor. And that's why we have elections, folks, so the voters can decide who they want to lead them over the next four years. Uh, you're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Governor Murphy was in Union City this week to sign a new law. It provides about $750 million in rental and utility assistance to prevent evictions from some tenants impacted by COVID. And, and, and first of all, the politics of this was smart for Murphy. This was a, a bipartisan bill. It passed unanimously through both houses of the legislature. Union City was the place to go. 
The mayor there is Brian Stack. He's also a state senator. Stack sponsored the eviction protection bill. And Stack is one of three local officials in New Jersey. Mayor Nick Sacco, also a senator from Bergen, North Bergen, and, and the chief rabbi in Lakewood are the other two. Stack is is one of three who can deliver five-digit margins on the sheer strength of his personal endorsement. So when Stack said at the bill signing that he would, and these are his words, that he would knock down a wall for Phil Murphy, I, I guess I, I can just hear Molly Bonato and Jackie Burns and, and others running the governor's reelection campaign just going ka-ching, ka-ching with, with their vote totals. And, and I'll tell you this, and I know it from personal experience, if you're choosing people to be with you in a foxhole, Brian Stack is one of your top draft picks. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. You're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at 420, I'll speak with Senator Diane Allen. She's the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor. You're, you're not going to want to miss what she has to say. And, and while Governor Murphy was signing the eviction protection bill, he had one of those unplanned viral moments that, that got him a load of attention. Also at the Union City event were a group of anti-vaccine protesters. And Governor Murphy repeated his pitch, the one that we've heard over and over, uh, uh, that everyone in New Jersey should receive a vaccination. Uh, and at one point, Murphy went after the protesters. I want to play you the clip. I want you to listen to what Governor Murphy had to say. These folks back there have lost their mind. You've lost your minds. You are the ultimate knuckleheads. And because of what you are saying and standing for, people are losing their life. People are losing their life. And you have to know that. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. Now, now, some people refer to that as Murphy's Chris Christie moment. I, I don't agree with that. Christopher's brand of, was, was one of anger and bullying, whether it was telling people to get the, the hell off the beach or telling someone to sit down and shut up. Murphy's different. And whether you agree or disagree with his policies, he's clearly he's not a bombastic flamethrower. He's, sometimes he's more like your Uncle Phil. Uh, but make no mistake, he can get a little chippy. And, and he's not someone who loses his cool in public all the time. So when Phil Murphy even acknowledges that a group of hecklers, yet, yet alone takes them on, it's news. Not just because of the relevance of the issue, in, in this case, vaccinations, but because of the infrequency of, of such eruptions. That's what makes the news. And... And it looks to me like every network news station in New Jersey, uh, every network news station from, from, from Philadelphia and New York who cover New Jersey, uh, they all picked up the clip. And, and my friends, that's, that's how you get known in New Jersey, not through, not through some you know, Star Ledger or the Bergen Record or some newspaper with rapidly slipping circulation revenues, but by getting on television or – or by having a viral social media moment. This is David Wildstein. You're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on 77 Talk Radio WABC. And, and New Jersey moved heavily into the Andrew, should, Andrew Cuomo should resign camp this week. Governor Murphy and three other Democratic governors called on Governor Cuomo to resign. Uh, now, that wasn't... It wasn't exactly a a surprise. Uh, Murphy and Cuomo have have never been especially close, and and Cuomo's never been especially popular with New Jersey Democrats, probably because of his personal relationships and, and friendships with New Jersey Republicans. Uh, still, the the two governors worked closely during the early months of the pandemic. Uh, Murphy had a, a lot of political cover before he told Cuomo to step down. Uh, President Biden had said the same thing a few hours earlier, so it wasn't that hard for for, for Governor Murphy. Now, now I don't think that I don't think Cuomo really cares what Phil Murphy has to say. So it's not like not like there's any real impact on his ultimate decision. It's not like 
Andrew Cuomo is sitting in Albany that he's ready to fight this whole thing out and suddenly looks at a press release and he says, oh, darn, I, I lost Phil Murphy. But Murphy checked the box. And considering some local political issues that he's dealt with during his term as governor, uh, especially on areas of, of complaints regarding, regarding harassment within his administration, it doesn't surprise me at all that he stepped up and, and joined with other governors and said Andrew Cuomo should, should leave. Uh, part of Diane Allen's job as the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor of New Jersey, as as Jack Chitterelli's new running mate, uh, is that she needs to assail Murphy's record on women's issues. She needs to get more women voters in New Jersey to vote against Bill Murphy and for Jack Chitterelli. And, and women in New Jersey typically break to the Democratic side. So this is a challenge. This is This is clearly why... Uh, why Chitterelli chose Diane Allen as as his running mate? Uh, they're, 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 they're probably, uh, and I don't know that he'll be successful in making this argument. But there's not going to be anybody better to deliver that argument to 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 be eloquent about issues of of harassment and sexism and the treatment of women in New Jersey. Uh, so I, I think that's the, the, I think the, the, what happened in, with Andrew Cuomo right now is going to be part of the the New Jersey dialogue. Uh, certainly over the next few weeks. Senator Allen will join me uh, right here in just a few minutes, and we're going to talk about Governor Murphy's record and other issues. So please don't go away. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you're a dental professional looking to advance your career, let us be your ally. Dental Care Alliance, one of the nation's largest and leading dental service organizations, is looking for dedicated dentists, hygienists, and dental assistants for our 300-plus practices nationwide. We offer an industry-leading salary and benefits package and a culture that's committed to education and advancement. To find out if we have any opportunities in your area, visit the career section at dentalcarealliance.com. Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee it's Macy's one-day sale with great deals of the day for your home, like dining and entertaining updates from Martha Stewart Collection, Hotel Collection, and more, 60% off. Chic and comfy comforter sets, 60 to 65% off. And get ready for your next trip with 60 to 65% off luggage. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days, going on now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Doing it yourself doesn't have to mean all by yourself. With the Home Depot as your partner, doing's never been easier. You can pick up skills online in a virtual workshop. Pick up what you need fast from easy in-store pickup lockers. Even have it delivered same day. Oh, and if you don't have time to tackle a project, our home services can do it for you. This is doing like never before. This is the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. 
Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLS consumer access.org number 3030. Your cousin from Boston. Me and Billy here drinking this new Sam Adams Wicked Hazy IPA. Wicked what? Wicked Hazy. Wicked what? Wicked Hazy. Billy can't hear so good because of this firework accent. This is good. Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. Will you make that difference? It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein uh, with the New Jersey Globe Power Hour. Diane Allen is the Republican nominee for Lieutenant Governor of New Jersey. She's a former TV newscaster and reporter who spent 22 years in the New Jersey legislature. Senator Allen, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. And, and Senator, I think I think the last time we spoke was in June. I, I remember it was a Saturday night. It was a personal call involving the yes, the was. passing of a close mutual friend of ours. So, so I want to begin by saying, and there's there's no bias. Nobody should say any, see any bias in this. But but our friend Candy Strait would have been so incredibly proud of you becoming a candidate for statewide office. I, I will tell you that when I made uh, the decision to move forward with this. The first person I thought about calling was Candy, and I couldn't do it. That was painful. It was, it was and I and I and, and I, I just I just know the pride that she would have felt. Uh, yeah, Senator, I I thought you were done running for office. You retired from the Senate four <laughs> years ago. What made you say yes when Jack Cittarelli called you and asked you to be his running mate? David, I thought I was done as well. Uh, I had no plans to run for office again, uh, and I've been working closely with Jack on a number of things. But I was clear that I wanted to work. Um, with the campaign, but simply as somebody who was helping out and volunteering and doing whatever I could. But Jack noticed, and my husband and I certainly noticed, how agitated we had become as we saw what was going on in the state. We had a, uh, an occasion to try to get an appointment with motor vehicles. Well, if anybody's tried that, I mean, forget it. You just can't. At one point, after many calls, I had a computer come on and say, I'm sorry, we can't help you today. Try again tomorrow. Well, that's just absurd. And then we have so many friends that we're, we're dealing with unemployment things, and I tried to do what I could, but, you know, truthfully, as an outsider, not in the office, I had no juice to get anything done. Uh, fortunately, there are some good Republicans and Democrats who are holding legislative spots um, who are willing to, to help and go to bat for people, but they shouldn't have to. You should be able to call the state of New Jersey when you have an issue, get a human with a real name that will be happy to help you, and then solve your problem. That's the way government is supposed to be. And as you may know, there was a uh, um, University of Chicago study that came out about a week ago uh, where they looked at every state and said, in which state can you call the state because you have a problem and get your problem, get a, get a human. Not even get it soft, just get a human. Well, guess what? We were dead last. I really wasn't that surprised. New Jersey's broken. And as we looked at more and more of these things, my husband and I listened to Jack saying, hey, we'd really like you to run with us. And my husband turned to me and said, yeah, you really ought to do this. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> and, and, and Senator, you've, you've generously agreed to stay on for two segments. And I, and I want to ask you about Jack Chitterelli and, and some issues that you may or, and may not agree with him on and about Phil Murphy. But, but first, I want to ask you about your own career. I mean, you, you first ran for public office 50 years ago, and, and you, were, you were incredibly, <laughs> incredibly young running for your local school board. What, 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 what made you run for local office at, you know, in, in, in your early 20s? Well, I knew, having just graduated from college, and with my high school career only four years behind me, there were a number of things that I thought maybe could be um, fixed that, that needed fixing. Not a great big deal. I, I loved my school, and I um, enjoy looking back on it. But there just were things that I thought I could help with, and I didn't realize how it was such a big political thing. I thought it was just... You run for office, and you know either you get in or you don't. Well, of course, I ended up losing. There were six people who were running, and I actually came in seventh because there were some writings, <laughs> and one of them was Mickey Mouse. That was hard to take. <laughs> but but w- what I was told afterwards is that you know there's a political process. You may think that a lot of these people who are running for 
uh, boards and so on are independents. You know, they're backed by the Republicans or the Democrats. There's a whole political thing going on. And I was told that, you know, I wasn't playing by the rules. And I've never been good at playing by the rules. And I don't intend to start. I, I'm, you know, playing for the people, and that's it. But and I was I'm also speaking- told that I was too young, which I was, you know, I have that one covered now. <laughs> and I was told that, um, uh, you know, that, that it wasn't my turn. Well, you know, women have been hearing that for years and years. It's not your turn. Well, um, Jack really decided that this was my turn, and I'm taking it. And I'm speaking with Senator Diane Allen, the Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor of New Jersey. And Senator, I can't help but be struck by the the eclectic nature of, of your life. I mean, you were you were Miss Burlington County. You were an actress. You were you were, and I want to make sure you have the right. You were a daredevil hang gliding champion. <laughs> My husband and I used to fly what they call flat kites. Um, you would be up in the kite, and uh, you would run a slalom course where you'd be up 80, 100 feet and you'd pull down on one side and go careening down to go around a spout of water and, and you'd let it go outside, go up and you go to the other and pull it down until you reach the next one. If anybody knows about slalom uh, skiing, you know, whether snow or water skiing, that same idea. And then we'd also do tricks up there on that bar. It was kind of crazy as I look back, but it was an awful lot of fun. And uh, My husband got me started in it. He was also very good at it. He was a wonderful teacher, so... It was great. We had a lot of fun with it. But you're not doing that now, right? I haven't been doing that for a lot of years. Once we <laughs> started having children, I decided that my it would be nice if my kids had a mom that was alive. <laughs> probably, probably a good decision. And, and, and Senator, you 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 got into a career in journalism. You worked for I mean, what what was uh, uh, later became known as, as NJN News, New Jersey's network. You. Uh, you became a, a reporter, an anchor. You were ABS, CBS affiliates. What, uh, what made you get? What made you decide after having run for office that you wanted to be a journalist? Um, you know, most of my life, I've been very fortunate. I've been kind of led into different careers. Um, I contacted a local radio station, WJJZ, in uh, Mount Holly, New Jersey. Not looking for a job, and in fact, I'd never been in a radio station. I knew nothing about radio, but I was angry that they weren't doing anything for the community. They were playing songs and they were putting on their ads, but they did nothing. And I thought, what a great way to reach people! You know, these no ways for having sex. Of course, very few people listen to that radio station at the time. But I contacted them and said, you know, you really ought to be doing some public service programming. So um, they wrote back and said, you know, well, what do you mean? So. I, Give them some ideas. You know, the hospital is having a lot of different things. You're talking about the local hospital and things that people could take advantage of. And, uh, the, the different farmers markets, just just easy things. And so they said, "Well, uh, could you do something like that?" I said, "Well, I suppose." I mean, and they said, "Well, what would you want to be paid?" And I said, "I don't know. It doesn't really matter." And they said, "You're hired." <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I got my start in radio. <laughs> And that that and, and I guess we're going to jump ahead a number of years. I guess it was experiences like that 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 led to you being a, a champion of equal pay for for women. And the, the law in New Jersey, uh, signed by Governor Murphy, is the Diane B. Allen Equal Pay Act. Yeah, I had a lot of experiences. I thought same radio station. There was a man hired at the same time I was, uh, and he was making a whole lot more than me. And he had no more knowledge about what was going on than I did. And I asked, why, why is he making so much more? And I said, oh, well, he has a family. And I said, well, is his wife working too? <laughs> she was not. Um, and, you know, when they, they only let me sign the suits for 30 hours of, of uh, work, but they had me working on the schedule for 60 to 70 hours. So, um yeah, there was a lot of fraud going on. I think actually the federal government came in at one point and shut them down. But but those are the sorts of things that women have dealt with uh, for many, many years. And and uh, Democrats have, have asked you uh, about Jack Cittarelli's positions. And, and you, know, you you said earlier this week when you when you launched your campaign, you weren't exactly sure where, where Jack stands on a lot of things. Is, uh, is there an expectation that you're you're going to follow Jack Chitterelli on every issue, or 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 does does Assemblyman Chitterelli know that that does he know what he's getting, which is which is somebody that that you know is isn't exactly a shrinking violet when it comes to opinions? 
Well, Jack does, and I give him a lot of credit for this. He said right off, he said, we may not agree on everything. And he said, that's fine, because that's how real stuff works. And we'll sit down, and we'll talk about it, and we'll see if we can all come together somewhere along the line. That's the way government used to work. People would sit down if they had divergent views and find places where they could work together. I'm really pleased that Jack looks at it that way. So what about some of the some of the issues that the Democrats have asked about? I mean, you know, and I, I want to go through some of them with you. Uh, sure. Chitterelli has, has said he wants to scale back some of the gun safety laws. Do you, do you agree with him on that? I don't know what ones he's talking about, so I can't tell you that. Um, I will tell you that I think uh, I, I'm very strong on the Second Amendment. And I'm, I used to shoot on a rifle team. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, I um, do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, you know, I, I have no problem with that, and uh, I have no problem with uh, the hunters in my family. I mean, um, safety measures, I need to know what we're talking about, and I'm, I'm sorry, I honestly don't know well, what so, that is. So one of the specific questions uh, was, a, was a law that made it easier to carry a concealed weapon. Uh, that was one of the laws that the legislature passed. Governor Murphy signed. Jack Chitterelli wants to uh, uh, wants to scale that back. What about concealed weapons? Well, you know, it's interesting. I look at the states where they allow concealed weapons, and they seem to have um, less problems. I mean, than than, for instance, um, Chicago or. Philadelphia, or all these big cities. I looked down in Texas, where, as you know, I believe concealed and maybe even unconcealed weapons are allowed. And these people that go into churches and schools and start shooting, there's generally somebody there that has a gun that can take them out. So, uh, you know, I'd like to look at that. I would very much like to look at that. And and there were, there, Jack Chitterelli was was not a, a Donald Trump supporter in 2016. He he said he voted. For Trump in 2020, did you vote for Donald Trump last year? I did, I did, uh, and it's not because I thought that Donald Trump was uh, a sterling example of humanity. Um, it was because I really was afraid that Biden was going to be tearing this country apart. And I, I mean, right now I look at all these people with COVID who are coming across the border, and it scares me. They're put on buses. I suspect some of them are coming up to New Jersey. Not a good idea. Look at the people who were pulled over from the border who are carrying uh, illegal guns or drugs or whatever. Um, so there's a lot of things going on that I didn't want to see go on, and that was the reason uh, that I voted for Trump. And, and, and one last question before we go to break, and I'm speaking with Senator Diane Allen, the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor. Uh, uh, Assemblyman Chitterelli and Governor Murphy disagree on LGBTQ curriculum, uh, uh, specifically specifically in in earlier years in elementary school. Do you do you agree with Jack Chitterelli's position on that? Well, let me say, I've talked with a number of my friends who are gay who say, you know, we don't really like that idea. I mean, my gosh, teaching sixth, seventh, eighth graders to be able to describe things that I'm not going to get into on the radio. Um, I have grandchildren that, that are in elementary school. I, I think that parents should be the ones who make those decisions. And I mean, I think that there's there's a group of, of hardcore uh, progressive gay Democrats who think that this is the way to go. And I'm going to look forward to speaking with them to try to understand why they think that. But the bottom line is, on those kinds of issues, parents need to be the ones who make some decisions, uh, not just the state of New Jersey. Okay, I am. I've been speaking with Senator Diane Allen, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor of New Jersey, on a ticket with Jack Chitterelli. Uh, we will be back uh, very shortly to talk more about Phil Murphy's uh, record as governor and why he should or shouldn't be reelected. So please don't go away. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. And you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Push the sales on at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Stock up for school with 40 to 70% off almost everything and deals from $13. Find it all at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com through August 10th. 
It's Macy's one-day sale with great deals of the day for your home, like dining and entertaining updates from Martha Stewart Collection, Hotel Collection, and more, 60% off. Chic and comfy comforter sets, 60 to 65% off. And get ready for your next trip with 60 to 65% off luggage. Plus, Star Rewards members earn rewards faster during Star Money Bonus Days, going on now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply. Your cousin from Boston. Me and Billy here, drinking this new Sam Adams Wicked Hazy IPA. Wicked what? Wicked Hazy. Wicked what? Wicked Hazy. Billy can't hear so good because of this firework accent. This is good! Boston Beer Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Drink responsibly. An exceptional education and a great value. Close to home, Farmingdale State College. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. Home. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's a rustic cabin. For others, a big city high rise. And for others, it's renting a tiny studio that said it had laundry in the building, but the dryer's always broken. And don't get me started on the gym. That's not a gym. It's an elliptical machine and a boiler room. And let's not even discuss parking. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than getting your landlord to return your calls. You can't hide forever, Leonard. So, take a look. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Welcome back. I'm with former Senator Diane Allen, the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor on a ticket with Jack Chitterelli. Senator, I want to talk about Phil Murphy, about his record. Uh, I think this is a this election is largely a, a, a referendum on his first term. How how did Phil Murphy, in your view, do leading the state through a pandemic? Well, I, I think initially we started out fairly strong. And it just then went downhill. We didn't know at the time that that the Murphy administration was hiding some of the numbers, uh, the people who were dying in nursing homes and the people uh, who were dying in our veterans' homes. We didn't know at that time that he was sending people with COVID back into them, into those homes, and others were being infected and, and in fact, passing away. Um, the federal government was looking at quite a few of these states that did these kinds of things and have decided to only go ahead with their investigation in New Jersey. So that has been a real problem. I think that the governor did not do a very good job. And this week, Senator, he, uh, yesterday, Governor Murphy brought back a mask mandate for for public schools. Uh, uh, everybody in, in public schools, private schools, parochial schools now has to has to wear a mask when they come back this year. Assemblyman Chitterelli says that's not a good idea, that it shouldn't be government deciding it should be parents. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. You, you know, we've taken the power away from parents, and we've said uh, that, that the state is the place where these sorts of decisions are made. I disagree with that. I really think the parents should be involved. We have local school boards. Why do we have them? Because we want to know what the local people are feeling, and that's the sort of stuff um, that we need to look at. They decide really curriculum. They decide whether we're going to have the schools open. They decide, do we wear masks? I think it's important that parents are given their rightful place again uh, in terms of making decisions for their kids. You know, the, the governor is used to his Wall Street life. I mean, he was one of those uh, famous folks who ran a big company on Wall Street and make millions for people, and God bless them all. Uh, nothing against that. But they don't realize what real life is. They're looking... I think he looks at New Jersey from this 30,000-foot point of view, and he doesn't really see us as individuals. We're you know, kind of those little ants running around. Whereas Jack Chitterelli and I stand and see people from street level, and that's the big difference. And I'm speaking with Senator Diane Allen, the Republican candidate for lieutenant governor. Uh, Senator, 
you you kicked off your your North Jersey or your Central Jersey portion of your campaign from outside the Edna Mann Correctional Facility for for women. Uh, you you've been you've been highly critical of the the governor's uh, handling of of beatings and sexual assaults at that prison. What uh, what's your plan? What's what's the plan for a Chitterelli Allen administration on 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 fixing issues like that? Well, first of all, we need to make sure that the Department of Corrections is being led by people who care about what goes on within the prisons, and I don't believe that it has been. Uh, you know, the governor heard about what was going on there when federal prosecutors issued their report detailing the beatings, the rapes, the terroristic threat. I mean, the things that were going on at the hands of, uh, of a handful of guards was just horrific. And it went on for days and weeks and months, and the governor did nothing. He knew about it. We all had heard about it. I mean, the legislature, God bless them, they stood together in, in a bipartisan way and said, get rid of the man who claims to be heading um, our corrections department, because he clearly isn't. So the first step would be, let's get good people in there who care about their charges, who make sure that the folks who are in the prisons have the oversight that they need. And I want to be clear on this. There are many, many folks who work in prisons who are very good at what they do, and they do it exactly the right way. But what happened here is that there was no oversight. For some reason, somebody left that prison, nobody was put in that place, and it just ran amok. And there were a few people who went bad, and they are the ones who visited this horrific terror on these women. And, and I'm speaking with Senator Diane Allen. Senator Phil Murphy is is running on his record on women's issues. Uh, wow! What really? What, what what is your you you you've you made it clear in your announcement that that you think the governor has not been great on women's issues tell me tell me specifically uh where he's gone wrong i I, I think that the governor i mean the governor as you say he did pass uh the equal pay act and i'm thankful to him for that um but it's not so much passing legislation which is important but it's how you actually treat the women yourself he doesn't see women as equals. I mean, we look at, at Katie Brennan, who was a member of his campaign uh, four years ago, and she uh, has talked about how she was raped during that campaign. She tried to get through, get information to him. She went through every way that she could. He heard about it. He did nothing. And ultimately, he said, oh, it looks like the system failed her. No, it was Governor Murphy who failed her. And what happened? She got nothing out of it. The guy that she says raped her, he got a cushy job within the Murphy administration. Julie Raginsky, another one. She was working in his campaign, and it, she said it was a toxic workplace. I mean, the, the harassment, everything that was going on. And she went right to Governor Murphy and said to him, this is a problem. And do you know how he solved it? He fired Julie. That's how he solved the problem. Women are less than in his eyes. The men are taken care of. It's kind of like the old boys network on Wall Street. I mean, that's what he comes from, and that's the kind of life, it seems, that he's still doing here in New Jersey. In fact, when he was the ambassador in Germany, it was the same sort of thing. Um, I mean, there were um, a number of reports that that were put out by the Inspector General of the United States on different um, embassies, and they said that the one in Germany had some of the worst um, harassment and misogyny of all of the embassies, and, and nothing changed. So it's it's not the legislation that he does, but it's it's how he uses women and how he leads. His leadership style is put your head in the sand when the problem comes. It would seem. And the thing that I want to want to say is, you really aren't a leader if you aren't standing up and taking action to solve the problems. You can't lead unless there's a group of people following you. And the way that he has been um, ignoring the, the problems that have been caused in, in his administration, in his campaign, uh, problems caused for women, um, I don't think there are a lot of women who want to follow that. We're, we're strong in New Jersey. We're not a strong women. We need to stand up, and we need to say that's not how we will be treated. Now, during your 
your last eight years in the state senate uh uh planning uh women's health planning uh and and funding for for services were were taken away and you i remember you weren't you weren't happy about that at the time do you do you think women are better off now than than they were uh, during your last eight years in the senate that's hard to say um i i would say that certainly um (laughs) certainly katie brennan is not certainly julie ginsky is not (laughs) um I would say that I'm pleased that we got some legislation through. Again, I've uh, fought for years to get the Equal Pay Act through, and, and I am very happy that, that that has gotten through. Are women better off? I'm not sure. If we have a leader who doesn't think that women are equals, it's it's hard to know, very hard to know. And one of the things, Senator, I hear, I mean, we, we've all been hearing it for over a year, is, is uh, unemployment checks that people are – People, people are still having trouble getting their checks. What, what needs to happen? What would, what would a Chitterelli Allen administration do to fix just some of those, some of those basic systems that allow government services to, to occur as they're intended to? Well, you know, Jack Chitterelli is, is an amazing guy. He has, has an MBA. He also has an accounting degree. He started two different businesses that were very successful. He understands how businesses need to be run. And let me tell you, if the Department of Labor were a business, it would be out of business because it's being run so very poorly. I think the first thing that you do is get somebody in there that knows how to run a business. I mean, that's very important. When, and again, when people call government, they need to get through to a human being. And if that isn't the case, then you put more human beings on phone so that we can answer people. The whole point of government is to help us. And that just isn't happening right now. And and I, I can't, you know, our time went very quickly and our, our time runs out fast. But, but I, I have to ask you about taxes in New Jersey because you, you were a, a, you may have been a, a moderate Republican in the Senate, but you were, I, 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 I think, a, a conservative Republican on fiscal issues. What I am what, definitely a fiscal conservative, no question about it. Um, I don't vote for tax increases. And uh, I will join Jack in him saying that we are going to cut taxes. There's no question about it. Um, he's got some really great ideas on how to cut taxes, how to make the economy stronger, how to make this a better place for business. And that is what we will do. And you can take that to the bank. Okay. Well, I've been Senator Diane Allen. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And uh, uh, we will. We will we will see each other at the uh, the New Jersey Globe uh, sponsored Lieutenant Governor's debate with you and, and Lieutenant Governor Oliver and and I'm going to go back and watch your your uh, I hope to watch your tape of you as the moderator in a, in a gubernatorial debate when you were a journalist and and, and hope to get some pointers from you. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was, but you know what's old is new again. So we will we'll see how that goes. Thank you for joining me, and I appreciate it. And good luck, and stay well. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend, brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter, iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. If you're a dentist, hygienist, or dental assistant looking to advance your career, let Dental Care Alliance be your ally. We offer an industry-leading salary and benefits package, continuing education, and career advancement. Visit DentalCareAlliance.com to find out more. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Do they have a home and or car? Are they saving lots of money? Do they seem unusually happy? Do they have a child named Geico? Geico! Dinner time! Have they recently purchased a drone? That's unrelated to the Geico thing. I just really like to try one. But if you notice these other things, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. An exceptional education and a great value. Close to home. Farmingdale State College. 
Angie's List is now Angie. Summer is the perfect time to book your next home project. From lawn care to a new patio, Angie makes it simple to connect with pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, upfront pricing, and instantly book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price, plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under eighteen bucks, Jansport backpacks for twenty five percent off, and thirty percent off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra fifteen percent and picked up Kohl's cash. So yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls? Select styles. Fifteen percent off ends August fifteenth. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage and Rocket Companies. Last year, we saw historically low mortgage interest rates. What you may not know is that interest rates are already starting to increase, and it's likely that trend is only going to continue. Our team of experts is standing by to help you save before rates go up. Don't look back and wish that you had taken action. Call 833-8-ROCKET or visit rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Red Apple Media is always looking for qualified individuals to fill open job positions at Talk Radio 77 WABC in New York City and Talk Radio 1071 WLIR in Hampton Bays. If you're interested in becoming part of our team, visit wabcradio.com backslash careers. That's wabcradio.com backslash careers to learn more about current job opportunities. Red Apple Media is an equal opportunity employer. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Aired by the New York State Broadcasters Association and this station. From the CDC. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. So there was some big news on congressional redistricting in New Jersey on Friday. uh, With Democrats and Republicans unable to agree on a tiebreaker to draw House districts. It'll be for the next decade. That job went to the New Jersey Supreme Court. And the court, they didn't they didn't really want to be involved. They didn't want to make the pick, even though the state constitution requires that they do exactly that. And initially, Chief Justice Rabner punted. He asked the two parties to try and reach a consensus. They couldn't and the Supreme Court picked the Democratic candidate, John Wallace. And he's a former Supreme Court justice from South Jersey. And and I want to be clear, Justice Wallace is not overtly political. While he's a Democrat, while he was the pick of the Democratic Party, doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be some sort of partisan uh, sycophant. No, nobody, not Democrats or Republicans, has challenged Wallace's integrity. But still, it's not unreasonable to say that this isn't a big win for Democrats, for Nancy Pelosi, for uh, for other Washington Democrats who can't afford to lose a congressional seat in New Jersey while they're working to protect their majority in the House. Uh, Wallace, Wallace is a Democrat. He works for a law firm that is hugely political, enormously partisan. One of his partners has been counseled to the Camden County Democratic Organization for 32 years. Uh, he's the personal attorney for, for George Norcross, one of the most, probably the most powerful person in New Jersey politics. And and there's a risk here for the Democrats. If they get piggish on the map, if they, they try to box Wallace into a corner, trying to make him look like some sort of a, a hack, and, and at age 79 and after decades of the bench, he's, he's not going to want to be portrayed as some sort of flunky. And, and Wallace could potentially, trying to look fair, actually wind up hurting the Democrats. Uh, but here's something else I found very interesting. Four of the current justices, 
were appointed by Republican governors, four of the seven. And since one of those seven, Fabiana Pierre-Louis, who was a Phil Murphy appointee, she was a former law clerk to Wallace, so she recused herself. And and so Wallace uh, had a, a majority of the votes. The Supreme Court only said it was a majority. They didn't announce who voted for who. And that means no less than two justices appointed by a Republican governor voted to pick a Democratic tiebreaker for congressional redistricting. So don't be surprised, everybody, if that little factoid makes its way to Iowa and New Hampshire and South Carolina during uh, the, the next Republican presidential primary. This is David Wildstein. You're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And since Diane Allen, Republican nominee for lieutenant governor, is a former senator from Burlington County, I want to tell my my favorite Burlington County story. And and, and to be clear, uh, what I'm about to describe, uh, I mean, Senator Senator Allen was, was months old, so she's not linked to this. So I say this to all my Democratic friends. I don't want to see this in some mailer. Uh, Clifford Powell has been a had been a Republican legislator from Burlington twenties and thirties. He was served as the Senate president. He was an Assembly Speaker. He was the Republican County Chairman. I mean, actually, he was the the political boss in Burlington, and he was the Chief of Staff of the New Jersey National Guard. It was a cabinet post back then, and he was a former Governor of New Jersey. So when when the governor when a governor resigned to become a U.S. Senator, Powell became the acting governor. He was the governor for five days before the the winner of that previous election took office. But the story is amazing. In just one day, it was October 22, 1948, Clifford Powell pulled off one of the most legendary swindles in the history of New Jersey politics. Uh, in the morning, Powell and some of his friends purchased a pair of privately owned bridges for $6 million. Before lunch, he engineered a special meeting of the Burlington County Board of Freeholders, and he had them create the Burlington County Bridge Commission, and Powell told the freeholders who to appoint to that commission. And the new commission held its first meeting after lunch on that same day, and they voted to float a $12 million bond issue. And the commission sold the bonds before the end of the day, and they used the money to buy the two bridges back from Powell. Clifford Powell made a profit of $6 million in one day. The legislature tried to undo the deal, but the the New Jersey Supreme Court ruled against them. The commission still runs those two bridges today. It's it's it's, it's the Tacony Palmera and the Burlington Bristol bridges. Uh, so that is... That is part of the history, and and this is David Wildstein. You're listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, Talk Radio 77, uh, WABC. Uh, I I also want to welcome the newest member of the New Jersey Globe team. His name is Joey Fox. He started on Monday as a staff reporter for us. Joey was the managing editor of the Williams Record at Williams College. He's written about politics for the Gotham Gazette, Uh, my, my favorite favorite part of his resume uh, is that just for fun, he creates Wikipedia pages of state legislators and, and legislative districts. It is it is almost like Joey Fox is made for the New Jersey Globe. Uh, I think Joey's going to be a budding star, and, and that, I say that after just five days. It's, it's already a pleasure to work with him. So please start reading his stories, and, and, and I promise you're, you're going to be glad that you did. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining me today. You know, we are we are now with Lieutenant Governor candidate Diane Allen on the ballot. We have clarity on this race. We are uh, we're going to move forward on covering this. This is going to be an exciting year in New Jersey. So please keep paying attention and and, and don't miss anything. Thank you again, as always, to Kevin Sanders. Uh, this is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you've been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.